Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. The following podcast comes from a live stream I did recently. Many of you have requested that I make my live streams available as audio so you can listen to them on the go. So I am now republishing some of my most popular live streams as podcasts to make that possible. I share a boatload of valuable tips, tools, methods, and processes on my live streams, and I want to make sure that you don't miss a thing. Now, you may hear me make references to slide visuals, which you obviously can't see on a podcast, or to live stream viewers' comments and questions. But that just comes with the territory and generally won't detract from the value of the content, I assure you. And as always, if you like this episode, please take a moment to provide a star rating or review on your favorite podcast listening platform, or better yet, share the episode on social or with a friend or a colleague. And with that, let's jump into the episode. So the first thing that you have to have as a superpower is self-awareness. Some of these things I'm going to be talking about today are not like hard skills. They're not like how to edit a video. It's not like how to work Adobe Illustrator. Some of them are softer skills or motivational skills or mindset skills. And the reason I'm talking about these, because they are more the superpowers. They are more the things that they are the glue. They are the synapses that hold the whole package together. And right now, it's more critical than ever that we really care for ourselves and pay attention to our own inner workings and our own motivations and our own strengths and our own challenges to focus on what's going to get us through this and what's going to get us through this with energy and coming out on the other end of it in a better place. Self-awareness. Self-awareness is like, who are you? Who are you? What's your story? What's your authentic story? Where did you come from? How did you get there? What challenges did you have? What do you know now? What did you not know then? All of this contributes to how people understand you, see you, and get to know you. So you have to kind of dig down deep inside a little bit and figure out who you are and what makes you tick. By capturing and kind of bringing those things to the front of your mind, you can consciously bring that to your work, to your clients, to your content, to how you show up. Because If you do it without being thoughtful about it, sometimes you can come off maybe not the way that you really want to. So you want to think about who you are, what motivates you, where you come from, what is your authentic story, and then really own it. Don't consider it to be something that you're fighting or something that you are dragging with you or hanging around your neck like an albatross. Just own it. Because even the people with the toughest stories, the most insurmountable odds who have been struggling to make it. They have a story that's authentic, that can be very motivating to people. And that kind of transparency can be really attractive or magnetic to people. And then when you do things in that self-awareness and that owning it, owning yourself, you have to take full responsibility for what you do. If you screw up, if you fail, figure out what you did wrong and go forward. If you fail, admit it. Don't try to hide it. Put it out there and say, look, I screwed up and this is what I need to do. This is what I'm doing to fix it. Because that will teach someone else how to get through that. That will teach someone else how to be authentic. But you have to own it. You have to own that aspect of who you are, your self-awareness. The next one is networking. And this is not what you think it is. It's not 
the traditional networking. The traditional networking is who you know. The new networking really is who knows you. And that's about showing up and being visible. It's about taking yourself out of your room, your studio. Like I said before, it's not like you can just put your head down on the computer, create the great design, put it up on the interwebs, and then the world's going to be the path to your door. You have to show up and be visible on a lot of different levels. The goal is to increase the number of people that know that you exist. Simple as that. Networking is increase the number of people who know that you exist and then connect with those people. This could be in the physical world, like conferences, meetups. It could be in the digital world, social media, YouTube. It can be through content, videos, blogs, conferences, online, magazines, social. How did people know about me? Yes, I had a great career, corporate agency. I was a very senior person. People knew about me in the industry, but out there in personal brand cyberspace, no one knew about me. And so I started doing YouTube videos. I started writing a newsletter, started building an email list, started a podcast, I started interviewing other experts on podcasts, on YouTube, start a Facebook group, starting a mastermind group. I am letting people know who I am and I'm putting my energy and expertise out there for free, for the most part, to people to learn and grow from. That's how people know about me. But I'm always working on doing more. So think about how are you showing up? Where are you showing up? Do people know about you? If they don't know about you, why is that? Are you afraid? Is there something that's holding you back? Do you feel like you don't have something to say? Do you feel like what you say is stupid? You're too junior. You haven't had enough experience. You're too senior. You're too old. You're a fuddy-duddy. No one can identify with what you went through two decades ago. You just need to show up and be authentic. Number three is ignoring ignorance. This is one of my favorite ones. 97% of people don't care anything about what you do. Most of your friends and your family don't really understand what you do. How many times have you tried to start explaining some of the things that you do in social media or your business or your agency or something to one of your family members, your parents or your brother? They don't really understand what you do. Or they may be able to check out or they could be actively negative. They could be actively like, why are you doing that? Why are you spending your time trying to build an audience? Why are you doing this email list thing? Like, I don't get it. Here's the thing. Do not spend a moment of your time trying to explain it to them. You know what you're doing is right. There's no way that you're going to be able to change their mind. They are going to think what they're going to think. It behooves you and your own internal spirit and energy to not try to convert people. Put your energy into doing your thing. Do your thing and those people who you're adding value and substance and great things to with your stuff, they are going to be the ones who are going to understand you. They are going to be the ones that care about you. So ignore ignorance, move forward, add value, and the people who really value that, who want to understand you and do understand you, will come to you. Ignore the haters. Okay, that's ignoring ignorance. As I said, you can tell this is a little bit more of a deeper kind of Zen emotional <laughs> presentation than is usual. It's a struggle. And I'm talking to a whole lot of people these days, especially people who are joining the Facebook group. And a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff. And it's not easy out there for a lot of people. And while I've been very fortunate in my business so far, there are a lot of people who are not that fortunate. And I really just wanted to come on and pump people up a little bit. So 
let's talk about service. Service is all about helping others. So as designers and entrepreneurs, we have a tendency, myself included, to be self-centered. We can be. So what you really need to try to do, and especially in times like this, where things are hard and you're like, woe is me, or got laid off, or I can't get clients, or you know, I don't have the motivation to change out of my pajamas. It's not about you. You have to shift your mind. You have to shift your mind and push your art, your point of view, your ideas, your product, your love to other people. Because here's the key. Success equals service. I'm going to say that again. Success equals service. You guys might know or have heard this quote out of my mouth before, but there's a guy named Zig Ziglar. He wrote an amazing freaking book, best book in the world. You should probably read it called See You at the Top. It's about leadership and business. And Zig Ziglar, who is like a legend, said, you can get everything you want out of life by helping others get what they want out of life. Success equals service. Be of service to other people. Make it not about you. Get out of your own head. Get out of yourself and think about how what you do can be of service to other people. Number five is marketing. Marketing is about awareness. You may do incredible design, music, photography, illustration, but if you are invisible, then you don't exist. Like I said, you can do incredible stuff, but if you're not visible, if you're not putting it out there, if you're not repurposing it and putting it out across a broad range of platforms, you are invisible. You have to really work at mastering as many platforms out there as you can, and you need to figure out how to send traffic to your stuff, create brand awareness of your existence. The big question is how to send people to what you have to offer. And here's the $97,000 question answered. How you send people successfully to what you have to offer is, drumroll, trial and error. You can have all of the patented systems in the world, but you may try them and they might not work for you. They might not work for your product. They might not work for your avatar. You have to try things. And if they don't work, you try something else. You try something, pay attention to the metrics, to the results. You do it consistently, and if it's not working for you, you pivot, you shift, you do something else. Write articles, take photos, do designs, write a newsletter, create videos, blog, whatever that is. Put your portfolio up on a million portfolio sites. Drop it as a PDF onto LinkedIn. Build that email list. Just start. Just do your stuff. Put it out there. Learn what works for marketing, what works for you for marketing. Yes, you can take courses. You can duplicate people's funnels, but when it comes right down to it, you are going to have to go about this in trial and error. And a lot of people, this is one of the things that really bothers me about my industry, what we do, is that a lot of people hesitate to do things because they're afraid they're going to do the wrong thing. Doing the wrong thing is the best thing you can do because it tells you it's the wrong thing and then you have to try something else. But the worst thing to do is to hesitate and not do anything and be paralyzed by the analytics of trying to figure out the perfect thing to do. There is no perfect thing to do. You just have to do something, test, pivot, move on, post it, hit publish. There's this great saying, and I know you've heard it. The best time to start a business is 10 years ago. The second best time to start a business is right now. You may not have been doing everything that you've been wanting to do. Don't beat yourself up about it. Yes, it would have been great if you would have started a YouTube channel 10 years ago. Yes, it would have been great if you started building your email list and posting lead magnets five years ago. But here's the thing. You can start right now. Start right now. Do something new right now. That's marketing. Sales. Okay, here's the big kahuna, right? 
as creative people and entrepreneurs, I hear this a lot, but you know, I'm not a salesperson. I don't like doing sales. That's right. You're not a salesperson. What you are is you are a trust person. Your job is to get people to trust you because once people trust you, they will buy from you. Once people really trust you, they will do anything to buy from you and they will tell other people to buy from you. People in today's market can smell a sale a mile away. You have to attract, not project. It's not push advertising anymore. It's not push sales. It's attraction. You have to build trust in order to get people to buy from you. So when you think about sales, this is a mindset thing. Like I said, when you think about sales, don't think about, I am not a salesman. Don't think about being a salesman or doing sales. Think about how you can get people to trust you, how you can get people to trust that you have their best interests at heart and you are going to give them something of value to make their business better. That's being a salesman. It's a mindset shift. Trust is the most important thing when you're creating things. If you build trust, the sales will come. This episode of the Brand Design Masters podcast is sponsored by Bring Your Own Laptop. BYOL.me is a top tier Adobe application video training website featuring Daniel Scott. Daniel's a certified Adobe trainer and keynote speaker at the Adobe Max conference every year. At BYOL.me forward slash Philip, you can learn everything from the basics to advanced aspects of your favorite Adobe applications, all for one low monthly subscription fee. Visit BYOL.me forward slash Philip. P-H-I-L-I-P. Again, that's B-Y-O-L dot M-E forward slash Philip. I just know you're going to be amazed at Bring Your Own Laptops courses. The next one, we're almost halfway there, seven, empathy. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes. What is the problem that someone has that you can solve? Or what is the thing that you create, you make, you bring into the world What problem does that solve from somebody? And if it doesn't solve someone's problem, you have to think about making or doing a different thing. Because if it's not solving a problem, it's art. If it's design, it's got a job to do. It's got to be solving a problem. What do those people need? What do they want? You need to ask them if you can't discern it on your own. And here's the thing. If you really don't care about that thing that they need, it's going to show. So you really have to, in your heart, care that you want to provide value to people. And I'm going to give a very personal example. When I left my corporate agency gig and I started my own agency, what I really cared about was I saw that Fortune 500 companies could spend $250,000 getting a brand strategy project done by a global agency, and it would propel their business to new heights. But the mom and pop, the $50 million company, the $10 million company couldn't afford to pay $250,000 for a brand strategy job to take their company to new heights. I knew how to do that work. And I wanted to take that methodology, scale it down to something that was appropriate and doable for small to medium-sized businesses and to give them big agency thinking that could propel their business forward without costing them something that they couldn't afford. That was a passion, a deep passion that I had, and it was a great need that those companies had. Another example, my own career trajectory, I won't go into this too deeply, but my own career trajectory has been bumpy. It's been a very circuitous web of different sorts of things. There's been a lot of struggle in the path that happened. And I knew how much angst that caused me, and I know how much I learned through every step of that journey. 
And I'm a very much of a teacher at heart, started my career teaching. I have trained and led and motivated and taught designers through my whole career. Teaching is what I love to do. And so when I came out on my own and started developing content, I said, I want to share everything that I know that was important to my development and growth with all of the people who are creative professionals and designers in the world so they don't have to go through some of the things that I went through and hopefully get over some of the hurdles or get answers to some of the questions that I had. And I know that they needed that. And I really cared about it. So if you don't care about the problem that you're solving, it's going to show. And if you don't care, that means it's still all about you. You have to care and have empathy to someone else's problem, someone else's need, and then figure out what is it that you have in yourself that you can provide them that's going to make their lives better in one way or another. You have to yearn to give value to other people. So if you're only in it for you, you will fail. If you're only in it for you, you're really just a fine artist because fine art is really about your own experience, your own vision, and hopefully someone else will see it and understand it. But, and not to be down in fine artists, I studied painting, so (laughs) I started as a fine artist, but in the difference between design, creative professions, and the fine arts, that's one of those big inflection points. Okay, talking and communicating. Here's what I hear a lot. My work speaks for me. No, your work does not speak for you. You speak for you. Your work speaks in the problem that the work is trying to solve. You have to learn how to communicate about your own work, what you think, articulate what the problem is, articulate how you solve the problem, practice the art of conversation and explaining. I want to share another conversation that I had with someone today, in fact, very accomplished designer who's been in the industry quite some time, beautiful work, and she struggles with being able to articulate her work and how it solves business problems and how to speak strategically about what she does and the problems that she solves. That's one of the things that she really needs to work on and wants to work on. But what that shows to me is that people at every single level constantly need to work on how they articulate what it is that they do. Talk to people, ask them questions. You will hear back the problems that they have In hearing those problems, you can start to tabulate, record in your brain how those problems are articulated so you can repeat them back to people so they can identify with the problem and trust that you have that solution. Talk to people, communicate, talking, speaking, it will create that level of trust and that level of affinity with people. Ask questions. If you're really introverted and you have a really hard time talking to people, just ask questions. People love to be asked questions. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a conference and felt like a wallflower, fish out of water, and you just find someone who looks like they're alone too, and then you just start asking them a whole lot of questions. It is the absolute best way to break the ice, and you would be amazed at what you can learn and the people that you can meet. And I want to tell you another story. You might have heard this in one of my videos, and I've told it before. There was a study done, and this is one of my favorite studies. There was a study done. They took two people and they put them into a cocktail party. And one person was told to go into the cocktail party and only ask questions about from other people. They weren't told to talk about themselves, introduce what they do, tell any stories about their family, any of that. They just asked questions of the people that they were talking to. They took another person and they said, go into this cocktail party and in conversation, share your name, family, 
what you do, clients you work for, your specialties, your skills, ask questions, have a normal conversation, but share about what you do. And so at the end of this research, they did a survey of all the people who were in the party, and they said, which of these two people was more interesting? Which of them was more talented? Which of them did you like better? Which of them was more accomplished? The person who did nothing but ask questions of other people was the most accomplished, most talented, most likable of the two people, which is an amazing, amazing study. Take from that what you will. I know what I take from it. Consistency. You need to show up. In order to be authentic, in order to tell your story, in order to hear, ask questions of people, you have to show up. So you want to set a consistent delivery schedule of you showing up, whether that's showing up in a blog or in videos or in Instagram posts or Instagram lives or conferences or posting designs, if that's just what you do, or posting videos, just creative work, publishing an e-comic, whatever that is. You just want to set a schedule and show up. Here's what happens. Anyone who is magnetically attracted to what it is you're doing will come to want to anticipate getting from you what they like from you. If you show up consistently and deliver that thing consistently, you develop an affinity and a magnetism that grows and gets stronger over time. People will start to share about you with other people and your audience will grow. Regular output creates better output. There's this great quote by a guy named Jan Gerard, who is a kind of a star on Medium. He's a great blogger, article writer. He said something once that I thought was so brilliant. He said, the only way to cut through the noise is to become the signal. And I thought that was an amazing quote. The only way to cut through the noise is to become the signal. And that is what being consistent does. It's setting up a cadence of your showing up and putting value, whatever that is, that thing, that stuff that you do out into the world that creates value for other people. And you become the signal. You become the waveform that's traveling through the ether and supplying people with value. People come to expect it. And you have to show up. You have to show up consistently. You have to be visible. I would say that consistency of all these superpowers I'm talking about tonight is probably the biggest superpower of all. Consistency is everything. You can't just show up once. You can't just do three blog posts and go, oh, it didn't work. And, you know, I'll never do a blog post again. You got to show up consistently. Roberto Blake, who's a friend of mine and a great YouTuber, posted a tweet recently and he had, I don't know, three or four or five like seriously major YouTubers who have millions and millions of subscribers now. And he had stats on how many followers they had after they'd posted a hundred videos. These were huge, massive YouTubers. And it was like, after a hundred videos, this guy had thousand viewers. After a hundred videos, this gal had 750 subscribers. You have to show up consistently over time. Anything is possible if you do that. If you're a creative professional entrepreneur and you write, you are already 75% better than every other creative person out there because you're more employable, you're more promotable, you're more visible. Writing will help you reach a larger audience. Also, here's the interesting thing about writing or producing written content it helps you gather your thoughts. And if you're doing it consistently, and having to write content on a schedule, you will eventually, very quickly what happens when you do that is you hit a wall and you go, wow, I've been doing this for three months and I'm now out of ideas. And what happens is you become really good at finding inspiration regularly in order to feed your your practice of writing. 
And so you become a student of finding inspiration and being inspired by things and seeing them out there that you say, oh, that's an interesting subject. This is how I'm going to do my take on that. Or I have a thought about that, or I have a twist on that that's slightly different that I'm going to put out to my audience. So by writing and going through that process and doing it regularly, deadlines can force you to become a inspirational super ninja and make you smarter and help you communicate better. Authenticity. This one is a lot like the first one in owning it and being yourself. You can't fake it. You have to be true because in the world of social media, people can see through a faker like in two seconds. And if you go out there as a faker, you'll never shake it. Do what you care about. Do what you love. Create what's valuable to other people. Care about people. Be yourself. Don't be a poser. People can smell a poser a mile away. People hate fakers. Live your story. Be your story. Be authentic. And here's what they say about liars. Like if you're a liar, you always have to remember your lies. So you you have to make up lies to make up for your lies. If you're authentic and true to yourself, then all you have to do is show up and be authentic and not act because people can smell an actor a mile away too. And so authenticity is incredibly important. And I know it's also, it's like one of those words like innovation that's been thrown around forever and ever, think outside the box or whatever that is, and these terrible business colloquialisms. But authenticity is truly when it comes to personal branding and building a personal brand as a creative professional or a business or an agency, you have to be true to yourself. You have to be true to your clients and anything that is a suit of a costume that you're putting on isn't going to last. Number 12, Be interesting. I know this is hard for some people. It's like, oh shit, I'm not interesting. I'm boring. I don't have a laptop lifestyle. I can't show everybody my Lamborghini and all this. But being interesting is all about taking chances. It's about being adventurous. It's about trying something new. It's about going places. It's about doing things. Fail. Do stuff and then fail at it. And then tell the story about it. People love a failure story. People love failure stories so much it makes them trust you more because you're being authentic. And it also makes people love you because it makes them want to feel like they can be vulnerable too. And that's when friendships are forged, you start to be vulnerable with each other. And that's what draws people closer. So explore, gather stories, interact with people, be human, be authentic. It all builds to being interesting. And then tell those stories, the failures, the successes, the travels, whatever that is, because it's interesting. And your own particular human perspective someone is going to gravitate towards. When I started my own content, I was like, no one cares about my history. No one cares about what I know or what I did or my struggles. And I did this one video and some of you probably saw it. It was on being a multi-creative. If it's difficult being a multi-creative, a lot of creative professionals, creative people are creative in more than one thing. And this video like really struck a chord. I mean, I know I've always struggled with it being a fine artist, a musician, a graphic designer, scuba diver, and being pulled in a lot of different directions. But it was amazing. And just sharing about my own story and struggling with some barriers, some painful barriers that I've met in my life when I had to hang up my fine art paints and get a career. Incredibly painful moments in my life where I had to make real hard decisions about what I was doing in my life, in my creative pursuits and what they meant to my livelihood and life. But when I was really honest and authentic about it, it opened up like this huge Pandora's box of people identifying with that. So 
I'm not saying that that's like incredibly interesting, but what I'm saying is, is that that level of transparency and authenticity about your own particular story is interesting and it can generate connection with people. That's really what I'm trying to get down to is like it can generate connection with people. All right, now I'm going to move on again. Number 13, the lucky fear slide. This is one of my favorite ones because this is the unlock. This is the skeleton key, one of the skeleton keys to success, I think. One of the things about fear that I've always found to be really telling is that when you're fearful about doing something, it generally means that you're on the right track. Because if you're afraid of doing something, you're growing and you're pushing boundaries and you're trying something new. You may be afraid because you don't know what the results are going to be. And doing what you are afraid of makes you stronger and it makes you smarter. I recommend that you try to do one scary thing every day. And this is along the lines of my be 1% better every day. Try to do one scary thing every day. Here are some scary things. Emailing an old connection or coworker that you haven't talked to in 10 years on LinkedIn. Shoot them a LinkedIn message. Say, how are you doing? How's it going at X job that you see that they're at? Wasn't that cool, that project that we worked on ages ago? Make a connection or write a blind email to a company that you saw their website and you're like, boy, that website really needs some help. And you have an idea for them and you use their contact form on their website and shoot them an email and say, I had an idea about your website. You might want to try this. Asking someone for something that you are afraid to ask them for. Reaching out to your network with someone that you don't really know. Trying a new thing. Posting article for your first time. Going live on Instagram. There's any number of things you can do that will absolutely terrify you. I guarantee that. I talked to a lot of people this week who were talking about the Brand Design Masters Guild who were saying things that scare them or things they know that can move their business or their practice forward, but they're afraid of doing. And if you just try to do one little small scary thing every day, it makes you stronger, makes you smarter. And if you're afraid, it means that you're growing. And that's the real takeaway I want you to have from this particular number 13 is that fear is not always a bad thing. Fear can protect you and fear can show you that you're actually on the right track and making progress. And finally, my favorite, which is teach. If you learn something new, teach somebody else. This is, again, it's about giving. It's not about you. It's about being of service. Success, what I say? Success equals service. Being of service to other people means success for you. And it's also, it will solidify whatever it is that you're teaching and sharing in your own brains. You'll get better and more expert at it. It'll make you feel useful and valuable. It will improve your own self-esteem. It will build people's trust in you. And as we know, we're not salespeople, we're trust people. And creating value in the world is a great thing. And ultimately, what it really means is it builds good karma for everybody, for you, for the person you're serving and for the world in general. And those are the 14 superpowers that I wanted to talk to you about today. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. 
That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.